1: back for another edition of in the huddle carl dukes put him up along with my man jason lock and we are here for super bowl 57 now we've got a lot more things that are going on in and around the world of the nfl so we're going to talk about those things as well but obviously the focus is sunday and we're going to crown a new champion guys chiefs eagles super bowl 57 in phoenix jason I think, you know, when we start talking about the Eagles, everybody says they haven't been tested, right? That's the thing. They beat the the, the 49ers. They beat the snut out of the Giants. Nobody's tested them. And now everybody kind of just expects them to walk into the Super Bowl and maybe not be tested. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think we're going to get a good game. But I want to ask you, what are you more impressed with or more concerned with when you look at the Eagles offensively or defensively, on what side of the ball? Because they've looked so dominant, it's hard to start yeah. picking
0: out some of these weaknesses, right? Well, they have. I mean, look, they haven't faced anything like an Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes offense. You know, they 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 just haven't. Um, you know, I'm not comparing. Like Minnesota is not that. It's just not. But if you look at the Eagles' schedule and you try to look at, okay, offenses that could stress them, early in the season, they played Minnesota. Dalvin Cook was healthy. You know what I mean? That team was relatively healthy. You got Cousins. You got Jefferson. They hadn't acquired uh, Hawkinson yet. But, like, you know, that that's a team that on its day can give you problems offensively, and they really didn't. You know, the Eagles took care of business in that early season primetime game at home. Um, you know, they faced Dallas. Dallas's offense scored 30 points a game, you know, and and Dallas beat them when they had Gardner Minshew there and and Dallas did some things against their defense that, uh, you know, the Eagles would want back. But I think the Eagles shored some of that stuff up, you know, as guys like Sue and Linville Joseph settled in and as Jordan Davis came back. So I, I don't know, Carl, like I, I think when you're number one, like when when you you have the best opposing passer rating in the NFL, and your your opposing completion percentage is is that low, um, when you have that many playmakers on the back end, when you have seven different guys who can get to the quarterback without you know really having to bring numbers to do so, I, and and you do that over twenty weeks, you're you're like you're good, you know what I mean? Like, and nobody faces Mahomes every week. You know what I mean? Nobody faces um you know San Francisco when the offense is humming every week and I get it they face San Francisco and Purdy didn't play. We don't even know what Purdy is. Like you you don't face the creme de la creme every week. You just don't. But um I, I think I think it's a I think it's a really legitimate um defense. I, I think where they struggle is like it's not the greatest linebacking core in the league. They don't have Unlike San Francisco, they don't have an off-ball linebacker or two who you could just use as a heat-seeking missile to eliminate screens. You know, to eliminate running backs in the passing game. Like they're mediocre defending running backs. In the, in the you know when you throw to them, they're 14th in the league. The Eagles are in opposing quarterback rating when they target a running back that they've allowed a 96 quarterback rating, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and they're 16th in the league. Allowing 78% completions when you throw to running backs. Hmm. So I, I look there at it the, is. the Chiefs where they yep. are now, right? Like yep. the Chiefs is – is Hartman. we know is on IR. He's gone. Kadarius Tony is never 100%, right? Even if he plays, is he going to get through the game? Um, Valdez Scantling is playing, but he got – look, like he took some shots in that game. Like I, I don't know that he's 100%. Um, you know they've they've got other receivers dealing with injuries, and you go back to the championship game, and it's it's Mahomes on one ankle, and so what did they do? They ran as many plays out of heavy formations, two and three tight ends, as they did eleven personnel, three wide. Patrick Mahomes in eleven personnel in that game, Carl, ten of twenty-one for eighty-three yards. That's three point mm. nine five yards per attempt. No touchdowns, no interceptions, a QB rating of 58.2. Patrick Mahomes at a 12 and 13 personnel, also 21 attempts, 18 of 21 for 229 yards, 11 yards per attempt, one touchdown, no interception, a QB rating of 128. So That's the formula. Some of that by design. Yeah. Was some of it because they were running out of wide receivers and because Mahomes wasn't going to be – seven step drop three vert doing it that way I don't know but I'm looking at where the Eagles are vulnerable linebacker I'm looking at Pacheco and McKinnon right who can both make things happen in space as an airback as my buddy Pete Prisco would call him and a lot of this stuff to, to Kelsey is quick and short right it's it's like the, it's like almost like an RPO, boom that's right five yards fall forward for another four or five and we get our seven or eight that way. I kind of think that's what it might look like. Um, and and like, is Valdez Scantling going to beat Darius Slade time and time again, 60 yards downfield? No. And outside of him, I don't really know who's running those routes anyway. So I think it's going to be more trying to isolate people in the slot for a Kadarius Tony because he's that sort of same body type, but for McKinnon, for Pacheco, and letting Gannon figure out which, which of those matchups work for him. And I think it's going to be Mahomes' short stuff. And I think it might be a lot of 12 and 13. Because that's what I just showed you, they can throw out of it. And that also helps their ability to run the ball against the defensive front, the likes of which they haven't seen. So the more I size it up from their side of the field, the more I'm interested in, I'm interested in Pacheco and uh McKinnon props. You know, I'm more interested in Mahomes pass attempts than maybe I am yards. Uh, and I wonder if they really adopt that approach. And this is more of a ball control game than, than we might think. And both these teams are snapping the ball on seven and eight and not, you know, 15 and 16. And it's not a super high tempo game because I don't think either quarterback's hundred percent and they know better than us exactly where they are, but it ain't optimal.
1: Jason, I think your breakdown right there of the chiefs, is perfect. And guys, Clyde uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is also back, right? So I think what you're talking about, and here's the thing, Andy Reid's been at this forever. When you have a team like the Eagles that gets this kind of pressure, you need a release valve. You need to run screens and draws and quick hitters to your point. And those quick hitters you're talking about to Kelsey, those are run plays, guys. Yeah. Those are really run plays. You're, you're substituting a quick hitter. I'm going to take my three or four yards and, and and move the football versus us handing it off. But I'm with you. And here's the other thing. I think you have to attempt to run, right? You just can't abandon yes. it because the Eagles are so damn good. Yeah, You have to run. And there have been teams, again, they've shown their vulnerability against the run. It's the one thing that they kind of, eh, they waver on. Yeah. So I'm with you. If you're a Chiefs fan – and you're going into this game, you're going, all right, man, we're facing number one defense. What the hell are we going to do? Nobody's been able to score on these guys. I mean, hell, they've given up 14 points in the playoffs. This is what you do. Exactly what Jason is talking about. And you have the quarterback, you have the running backs, and you have the the, the play caller to execute this game plan. If it works, it's going to open up some other stuff because you got to think about this. The second half, the Eagles go, all right, listen, they're, they're doing all this stuff. We've got to adjust, and that's going to open up
0: Andy Reid's playbook. So I'm with you, man. I think that I would say huge. this, though, <laughs> and I, I think it has to be a part of what they do. But I would just say, as much as the Eagles again aren't great covering running backs, the Eagles this season, regular season and playoffs, versus 12 and 13 personnel, ranked fourth in completion percentage, 60.2, first in yards per attempt, 5.43. They have. Given up just three touchdowns to four interceptions. So they've got the second best TD interception ratio, defending 12 and 13 personnel. And they're number one in the league in passer rating allowed against 12 and 13 personnel, 69.9. But again, this is Mahomes. This That's is right. Andy Reid. Um right. and I think a game like this with 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 the stakes so high, um, I still think it's something that the Chiefs could lean into. There's only three games this year where they've been in 12 or 13 personnel, 50% or more. Last week at 50%, and then they did it in the blowout of the Rams and the blowout of the 49ers. But the reason they used it so much in those games, if you go back and watch, they were just bleeding the clock in the fourth quarter, and they were getting heavy, you know what I mean? And they were getting to yeah. we check those legs under him, and they, hey, we want to show we can run the ball. And they were just, you know, they were taking the air out of the game. They did it against the Bengals to, to keep up, to win. To, I mean, in the second half, it became the main thing. So, styles make fights, and we'll see exactly where that goes. But I think, you know, and again, Pacheco quietly, since week 10, he's averaged 5.09 yards per rush. So, that's Dude, run- among all running backs. He 754 runs 754 yards. Yeah. Third, he's running the ball. Since week 10, he averages 14.8 rushes per game. Um, so, it's not like they're not doing it. He's averaging over 70 rushing yards a game since week 10. He's averaging almost 90 scrimmage yards per game since week 10. So I don't know that this is a super sexy game. I think it might be a little bit of a throwback game. Jason Lockham four guys,
1: Carl Dukes. It is in the huddle. Subscribe, like us, tell your friends about us. We put out new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, and we are here. Super Bowl 57 as we break down what's going to happen in the game. But there are a lot of things, as we said, going on in and around the NFL that we got to get to, including the hiring process, Rodgers not knowing what's going to happen, And we'll talk about the two jobs that are still open as we do this podcast. That could change in a day, maybe two days. But as of today, as we record this, the Colts and the Cardinals are still open. We'll talk about it. Let me ask you about the coaches. Listen, it's Andy Reid. I don't think he gets the love or the respect he deserves. This guy's had an amazing career. He's been consistent. He's won. He's back in the Super Bowl. But this Nick Sirianni thing, right? Everybody's talking about he's the perfect coach. And even I've said it for Philadelphia right now, right? He embodies this attitude, the spirit of Philadelphia, and there's something to be said about that. But I got to say this, Jason. He gave up the play-calling duties halfway through the season last year. And a lot lot of people don't realize this. So he comes in, he is a play-caller, but he realizes the big picture is much more important. And he hands those duties off, and all of a sudden, this offense kind of takes off. Now, he's still involved, obviously, in the game planning and all that, But i got to give Nick Sirianni credit because a lot of young coaches, Jason, you know this. They come in and they want to do it all, and then they screw it up. And he was smart enough to say, hey, you know what? I've got to delegate. And I think he's been a great CEO and a relationship builder in that locker room. That is why the Eagles
0: are here. Well, and it it, it is really um, a great point because he's one of these guys who got hired because he was quarterback, guru, offensive sensei, play caller. Right. So that's sort of what got him there. And he's now morphed into very quickly more of sort of the the CEO type. You know what I mean? Where where, not that he's not heavily involved in game planning, but he's not micromanaging every single part of his offense on game day. Yeah. Um, Which is a tough thing for a lot of these guys to learn to do. And he did it pretty quickly. And look, right around the time he did it, this went from a team that looked like it was trying to make Jalen Hurts play the way their mind tells them modern offensive football should look like versus how do we cater this game plan and these calls every single Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whenever we play to maximize the, the the talent we have and to do it in a way that puts them in the best position to succeed. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think if you're looking for like sort of forks in the road or turning points where this, you know, Sirianni Hurts thing could have gone this way, that way, blah, 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 blah. I mean, some of them are moves that Howie Roseman made. Some of them are things that Hertz has done for himself in the offseason. And then, yeah, that, that point last year around November or whenever it was, where all of a sudden they embraced the option game and running the hell out of the football with multiplicity and, you know, letting Hertz be Hurts, it's taken off since then. Th- there's obviously a dichotomy there, right? And he's got a young coaching staff with 30 and 40-somethings. You know, and I think Eric Bieniemy at 51 is the youngest, you know, youngest member of the – the high, you know, the top tier of the chiefs coaching staff in terms of coordinators and, and, uh, obviously Andy Reed, who's now had two crazy, you know, decade long plus runs in two different cities. Um, and if he wins this game, he would join Bill Belichick, Don Shula and Tom Landry as the only coaches in NFL history with at least 200 wins and at least two Super Bowl, you know, two crazy. Lombardi trophies. Yeah. And he's already up there with those guys in a lot of categories anyway. Um, but, you know, but how does that play out? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, if, if Look, if this gets to be – if things get tough for the Eagles and they face some adversity early and they have a couple – I don't know, an early turnover or a call doesn't go their way, like do I think that could factor in? Yeah, I mean, I I think it absolutely could. Um, But Andy Reid's also sort of found ways to come up just short in a lot of these – Championship, you know, a lot of these elimination games after the first round of the playoffs. So I don't know. Um I, I look, I, I think it's a coin flip game. I get I get arguments on both sides. I get people who would say, How is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid getting one and a half points? You know what I mean? Like how, like how make that make sense. And and if you look at it just through that prism of their offense and this historical run they're on, right? And what this era of football means in the pantheon of the entirety of the nfl catalog which is this is not that we haven't seen much of this before now um it still doesn't necessarily they can win that mean that they're going to win this game on this day um
1: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals
0: I think Mahomes will do some things that are special, that are otherworldly. Can he do enough of them? Um, Will they steal possessions from him? You know, will the Eagles be able to hold the ball seven and a half, you know, seven and a half minutes here, 11 minutes there? You know what I mean? You put together two or three of those drives, all of a sudden the game starts getting short.
1: Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni do have a history, guys. When uh, he was hired, Andy Reid, in 2012, he comes in. Sirianni is there with the Chiefs, and he was asked about this. And and, and I just – I'm going to read the quote because I want to be accurate. Um, And he says – you know, he was asked about, do you still resent the fact that Andy Reid didn't keep you on the staff? And he says, you always have a chip on your shoulder. Sure, I do. But that's who I am as a coach and as a person – I want to make sure I'm working my butt off uh, to get as good as I possibly can. And sure, you hold on to some of those things. So what Sirianni is saying is, yeah, a guy came in and said, hey, you're not good enough to be on my staff, right? And I get that. That's human nature. But then he goes on to talk about Andy Reid. And this is the part that everybody loves about Andy Reid. He's a a man, right? He treats you like an adult. And he said Reid called in every coach in Kansas, Kansas City and said, hey, Here's why I'm not keeping you. Here's what's going on. And and Sirianni said it gave me um, an understanding of when I was ever to get to this point, yeah. how I need to handle things. So he landed a job as a quality control coach in San Diego, 2013. The rest is history, blah, blah, blah. But I do think that's interesting that Nick Sirianni is going into this game like, yeah, I wasn't good enough. And now here yeah. we are, you know. So I don't know how that plays. Again, these coaches
0: are not going to play the game. But nice. I do find it interesting, Jason. Well, I'll say this. It's one thing when Andy Reid, who just had a fairly legendary run in one city, especially a city as tough as Philadelphia, asked Doug Peterson, right? Doug Peterson brought home the Lombardi, and he lasted, what, not even half as long as Andy Reid? So when that guy who has already a legacy in coaching, which means he's got a lot of his own guys, and he leaves the only place he's been where he's been for 15 years or ever to go somewhere else, and he doesn't keep you around – you get it. You know what I mean? Like he's got a posse. He's got, he's got deep depth that he can draw from. You know what I mean? Between guys he coached and then their kids or their are right. you know, like, it's, so that's one thing. You no, know I mean, there's nothing of like Jeff Saturday's like, nah, you're not good enough. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> then I think that I think you might, you might hold a little bit of a grudge, but Andy Reed is so beloved in the coaching community. I mean, he's a coach's coach. Uh, just the lineage that he's produced, um, mm-hmm conceptually personnel wise, you know, that's the, the coaching family tree. Um, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Well, I mean, you just look at the AFC, right. And so, you know, you start looking at like who made the playoffs in the AFC and you've got obviously Doug Peterson right off the top of my head. You've got Jim, you know, you've got John Harbaugh in, in Baltimore. You know what I mean? Like he he's, yeah, he, he's, he's it's fingerprints. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're all over the place.
1: All right, let's talk about some of the other things that are going on, guys. Uh, and by the way, with Jason on this, if you're going, well, you guys, I mean, who do you like in the game? Listen, I like the Eagles. Okay. Yeah, me too. Um, I do think it's a it's I think it's a you know three point game. Um, obviously, it could be a one point game. The spread is yeah. one and a half, and it hasn't moved. So no. I like the Eagles only because I'm a big proponent in these games where you have the best defense going up against the best offense. Twice in the Super Bowl history, that's happened. The best defense has won. So it's just hard in these games where you go, we're going to figure it out and we're going to be able to score points, enough points to beat a team like the Eagles. So I, I'm not telling you Jalen Hurts throws for 400 yards, but I just think that Eagles defense is so stout that they're going to figure it out with Kansas City, and it's going to force Mahomes, to your point, Jason, to make a lot more plays than he has to or wants to, and then that's when you start making mistakes because now you get desperate, right? And we still don't know. God forbid, and I'm not wishing this on Mahomes, but if he takes a hit early in this game, how does that affect the ankle? So we just don't know how this shakes out as far as Mahomes and his mobility and all of that stuff. But plain and simple, I like the Eagles to win the Super Bowl.
0: One thing I'll be watching closely, too, is, so you've really, again, like I talked about with the personnel group, is small sample size. Okay, with games in which the Chiefs are short on receivers and the quarterback is g- gimpy. Right. Okay, well, we're going back to the championship game. Remember the one time he got forced to the left and, and Mahomes came back, hop, 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 hop it on one foot to the sideline, right? And the Chiefs had the advantage in the trenches in that game. I don't know what they are in this game. Right. You know? And like I think the Eagles are gonna be able to throw some stuff. And that's taken another way from Hubbard and Hendrickson, but the packages the Eagles can put together, the way they can move people around. Let's let Fletcher Cox get a few licks in on Orlando Brown. Right now let's like it's not just one guy you're setting up for counters all, all day. You know what I mean? Now let's 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 see what happens with Brandon Graham over there. Now let's put sweat over top of him. Like and i think they'll also be able to try to scheme some things up from where they bring that pressure how not that they're going to have to blitz a ton to get pressure but when they do i bet it's a calculated effort to force him left and Mm. it's only you know a play here a play there could be the difference but that was like you saw a marked difference in how mahomes moved around when he had to go to that side
1: yeah it's that's a great point jason